Um, God wants his word um, to be, to produce fruit and he knows it will. That's why he, he sows in faith and he, he, you know, we're the empty vessels. He, he doesn't trust us. He entrusts us by putting his word in us as we're these empty vessels that go out. And he knows that even when we mess up imperfect vessels, that his word still stands, you know, and is as scary and risky as it is to plant a church just I challenge you to also rest and there is no one more trustworthy than God. He is faithful and it's not going to look <laughs> anything like maybe what we thought, what we thought it would look like, you know? Um, so I really just want to encourage those who are part of a church plant or those who've, you know, churches they've had to close doors or, I don't know any of those, wherever you're at in that process um, and to, to challenge existing churches, like you better stay on true North. Yeah. Eternal fruit, you guys. All right. So, you know, we have hope that in whatever story the Lord is weaving together, you know, he's doing it for the good of his people who are, who are called according to his purpose. He is, he is good and his purpose is good and will stand established our spiritual sight is often way too limited to appreciate the grandeur and the the majesty of his eternal kingdom purposes You know, some of you listening may feel like you've let down your team, you've let down your church, your spouse, your your community, and God. You've you've taken all these risks and chance, chances, and it's it's just not where you thought it would be. But God will rise up, um, and He'll establish and and bring to to fruition the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and the how. Let Him take care of it. We got to work in the fields, right? We still got to. So, so the seed, but remember he's in charge. Let him take care of it. It won't be easy, but trust in him in in this process that let that be freeing to you today, that no matter where you are in this process, see these situations with spiritual eyes rather than eyes of man. Church planting often, if not always, is a journey into the unknown. You know, some say that there is a formula towards successful church plants. Others say it's impossible for a church plant to truly fail. And many believe that church planting is is man's free will carrying out the Great Commission and multiplying believers, you know, with the divine intervention of the Holy Spirit and many Christian denominations and Local churches, you know, also don't seem to even support the idea of planting new churches or focus on it, let alone support church tribes outside of themselves. And, you know, with such a spectrum of opinions, um, we simply begin to explore these truths, these myths and misconceptions in this newest podcast series called Church Planting Roots That Last. You know, church planting is a process a process that 
often doesn't seem to bear visible, visible fruit until a seemingly quote unquote much later harvest. <laughs> and a good reminder to us is that God's timing is different from ours. We live in a society of Instagram and Insta fame and, you know, instant gratification. But study scripture for yourself and see how God's timing over generations is not the quick work we hope it to be. Church planting takes patience in the process. Church plants often rent, acquire, and move between multiple sites throughout the first few years. And it feels like the journey can zigzag, zigzag, like, all right, we have a, a triumph and a victory. Oh, here's a trial and here's a setback. Two steps forward, three steps back. And it can feel that way, you know, but um, especially in terms of like, where do we meet, you know? Um, we're going to interview more guests, uh, you know, about some of these logistics and their process in this journey. But, you know, in, in, in talking with many people already, um, they've shared that, you know, your church plant, you know, it could be uh, in a school gymnasium or a cafeteria, a downtown city building, a space for rent in a local plaza, an old factory building, and even your own home. Um, we have to believe that the Lord will make a way and he'll provide as he sees fit. I don't believe that every church tribe is meant to operate as a huge mega church. Um, God is just way too creative for that. You know, um, many of us aren't even expecting a five or 10 year plan that, that leads to attendance or money equivalent to a mega church. You know, but instead we're hopeful for just one musician to lead worship. Like, Lord, provide a musician for us or, you know, Lord, one more financial supporter so that we can, you know, keep on target for the, the church's launch. You know, um, we, we got to remember that when we feel discouraged in this process, we, you know, trust must be built and it takes time. Without the Holy Spirit, your church plant won't survive for long or bear good fruit, let alone a church plant without, you know, people and, and, and money and, you know, but in all that, you know, without trust, a church plant will fail. And we as church planters have to lean on and trust in the Holy Spirit and the promises written in God's word. And um, as trust in the Lord, as we trust in the Lord, we, we build trust with others too, right? That's part of the process. And it has to happen. We ask the Lord to help build our tribe. Jesus builds the church. The church is his bride, his beloved, and we need to lead like Jesus, the loving husband, the, the groom to the bride, the church, which means we need to love like Jesus. And, and you can't have a true, quote unquote, you know, truly successful church plant without first cherishing his people and his word you know something divine happens when we first love god then care for his people as we do quote unquote you know ministry things and i've grown really weary at times when i've seen philosophies of ministry if you will that reduce ministry as acts or programs or formulas without seemingly any special care paid to the people, the, the flock. Um, and there are, you know, I, I am a person of systems. I appreciate systems and to, to organize people and things and, and to bring a, um, you know, mission into fruition and those things. Um, absolutely. 
I'm just speaking to, you know, if that's our true north, if that's our focus, you know, we, we are gonna, to go up where we are going to miss the target. You know, um, we, Jesus has to be the center. His heart and his word has to be the center and his heart is for people in obeying God's will and, um, and teaching the, what the Father has said. Um, you know, and many people, I think in insecurity or fear or, or excitement, you know, many people can jump on the bandwagon of, you know, the next best thing or the next or big thing, you know, but thankfully we don't have to sell what we're doing when we trust in Jesus and care for people. Well, I, I have just really, ooh, marinated in God's favor and reflected on that. I, I, I look back, uh, you know, in different areas of my life and I, I'm like, wow, when I stay faithful and obedient to this, that, or the other, like, and even when I'm not in his goodness, he gives us favor. The favor I've already received through ministry and my job and other things like, that's the favor of God. I can't even own that. Nope. No glory to me. Nope. That is God's favor. I don't know how I, I couldn't have built this, built this platform for myself. The Lord has, and I just, I just thank him for that. And we have to remember that it's God's favor because there's all these tips on marketing and there's all these tips on, you know, just formulas and, and systems. And those are helpful, but we have to remember (laughs) God is sovereign. Sometimes when volunteer numbers are low in a ministry, you know, I dare to ask if those in charge of it have taken care of their volunteers. Because again, if, you know, we want to lead like Christ and love like Christ, you know, are your volunteers taken care of? We are all sheep that the good shepherd Jesus attends to. Aren't we to do the same? So just make sure you also don't overlook your biggest spiritual and emotional supporters. You need them, you know, when you're church planting and and even just in general. (laughs) And when healthy leadership cares for people well, others will want to identify with a true cause of Christ. And hopefully your God-given vision and will want to collaborate and contribute. You need a cared for community in order to make that happen. And and remember, community is not a means to an end. I see that a lot in ministry. And, and, and if you think that way, you're likely to see sheep as pawns whom you're free to move as you please. And that's just not the heart of Christ Jesus for his people. He cares for people. And in the same fashion, Many find that, you know, community collaboration and contributions from others is so essential that team leadership is often a favored route to help execute um, a church plant or keep, you know, the teaching on target or, you know, to be challenged in, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? I, I, I appreciate team anything. <laughs> I think it's just good checks and balances and um and all of that and we all have blind blind spots um there you know there are dangers born too you know there are dangers born within our self-centered expectations you know even behind the guise of church planting you know a process that appears others focused um but we need to be mindful of our true motives 
in not only planting a church, but also caring for your flock within those first few years. You know, have a support system that can call you out on your motives, your methods and madness as you journey through church planting. And despite our personal expectations of how we define success, you know, growth numbers and quantifiables, you know, one constant and true variable we can expect and depend on is the promise of God's presence as we journey through church planting. And when you're in step with the Holy Spirit, it's hard to go wrong. It's hard to go wrong. The Holy Spirit is our defining encourager and our holy conviction towards greater righteousness. And we need the Holy Spirit in this process. And and um, I've listened to an audiobook. Um, Mark Batterson tells us to fast and pray in his book, Circle Maker. And he really talks about church planting as well. And just um, specifically, I don't know why this intrigues me so much, but specifically about the journey of um, finding a location or a building and going on prayer walks and, and all of those things. And hear me out that, that when I talk about systems and formulas, I'm not saying that those are bad and that buildings are bad for the church and those things. But what I'm saying is as we take care of the logistics, we, we got to invite the Holy Spirit. We got to walk with the Lord in that. Even those seemingly, you know, earthly or mundane things, you know. So, what better way to depend upon the Lord than to just fast and pray, you know. So I urge you to surrender for a moment your expectations on what you believe makes a quote-unquote successful church plant so that we can allow space for the Holy Spirit to speak to us as we explore the topic of church planting on this podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for additional episodes in this series because I have plenty of other church planting friends who will share their trials and their triumphs with us on this podcast.